Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, should U.S. President Trump declare limited martial law in order to preserve the republic? We the people determine our government by electing our representatives. When you go out of your way to destroy that ability, when, when we cannot have a fair election, then we literally don't have a republic, do we? Literally, we cease to exist as a nation. Did you know you can now stream episodes of this podcast on your mobile device? All you need is my new Conspiracy Unlimited app. It's absolutely free, and it's available for both iOS and Android devices. If you're a Conspiracy Unlimited Plus member, pay attention. You can now stream premium content from your mobile device. My free Conspiracy Unlimited app for iOS and Android. Available from the App Store and Google Play. Get yours today and start streaming Conspiracy Unlimited on your mobile device. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Monday. Tom Zawostowski is president of the Tea Party, affiliated with We the People Convention, and executive director of the Portage County Tea Party. He and his organization published a full-page ad in the Washington Times newspaper demanding that President Trump invoke limited martial law in order to allow the U.S. military to oversee a new, free, and fair federal election if legislators, courts, and the Congress do not follow the Constitution. Tom, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me on. Tell us a little bit about We the People. We the People Convention uh, came out of an organization in Ohio that was called the Ohio Liberty Coalition. Uh, When the Tea Party movement started in the United States, uh, Ohio was unique in that uh, a, a statewide uh, coordinating organization kind of grew out of the Cincinnati area. And so uh, unlike most uh, Tea Party groups that were just kind of acting all on their own, in Ohio, we had some ability to coordinate uh, those activities. And uh, after a couple of years of the Tea Party going on, we decided that we needed to have a convention, a statewide convention where we could uh, you know, help train our activists, uh, learn from experts and that type of thing. So in uh, 2011, we held our first convention in uh, Columbus, Ohio, and had about 1,200 people attend. Our speakers were uh, Herman Cain, who just passed away, who was the presidential candidate for 2012, uh, Dick Morris, uh, people like that, Jenny Beth Martin from uh, Tea Party page, uh, Patriots, and all those type of people. So we started, you know, it's exactly what our name says, a We the People Convention. Uh, I was the president of the Ohio Liberty Coalition uh, for quite a few years. And then uh, when I uh, gave up that role, the convention kind of became my my voice as far as, uh, you know, all the activities that we would do in the state. And the We the People Convention 
quite frankly, was responsible for Donald Trump winning Ohio in 2016 and winning Ohio uh, this year by another 8%. So, you know, we basically are a grassroots organization of volunteers that uh, partners with other conservative groups to try to advance uh, liberty. To, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about the Constitution, but we talk about protecting and defending our own uh, personal freedom and uh, liberty and prosperity in our Constitution and our nation. So been doing this for quite a while. Your organization recently took out a full page ad in The Washington Times newspaper demanding that President Trump invoke limited martial law. Tell me about the idea behind uh, putting this ad in and why The Washington Times? Well, let me answer the first, the last question first. The, the question was, would anybody print it? Um, you know, as you know, uh, there's a lot of censorship going on in our in our world today. And even though, unlike Canada, United States has been a bastion of free speech, uh, that has been eroding uh, dramatically in in the last several years. And so, you know, the Washington Times, to their credit, was willing to publish something like this that was, um, you know, fairly controversial. So. The reason we printed the ad is because we have been looking for a solution to this election, you know, controversy that we have. And by, by controversy, I just simply mean that the evidence, in our view, is unbelievably overwhelming of cheating at a massive scale in every way cheating can possibly be done, and that that cheating has not only been done, but it has been uh, coordinated. It has been a plan that was executed to basically steal the election. Um, and so on the left, you know, they've been you know, talking for four years that President Trump was on illegitimate, absolutely could not prove that at all. There's no, you know, nothing to their, their claims that are just flat out lies. And then they, you know, kind of laid the, the trap that, well, if Trump won, it's because, you know, he stole the election and he's an evil dictator and all that. So what we have in the United States is a serious problem. Uh, in civil societies, the way that you act out your concerns is through an election. That's what prevents people from fighting each other. And so when you have these two sides that are so... Uh, both you know, equally aggrieved. If we don't find a way to, to do this peacefully, we are very concerned. We fear that there's going to be a civil war in the United States. And so the idea of, that we came up with was to have President Trump do like Lincoln, and, and I'm sure you probably saw in our ad, uh, you know, that uh, Richard, that we had a comparison of what Abraham Lincoln, who you know, most Americans, including Barack Obama, think is the greatest president in our history, that he had to use extraordinary authority as president, including, you know, suspending things like habeas corpus, you know, the right to a trial. He arrested people, you know, without, you know, due process to save the union, to preserve the union. And so our idea was, should we use the similar idea today to preserve the union and God willing, prevent a civil war. And so we came up with this idea to have President Trump do a very limited, right? We, we basically said, declare a limited form of martial law and temporarily suspend the Constitution and civilian control of these federal elections for the sole purpose of having the military oversee a national revote. So that was the idea that we had, because the military is like the last institution left in our country that 
Americans trust. And so we thought this was, was a very, really a moderate step because we're not talking, Richard, about tanks in the street, the military instill, you know, is uh, putting Donald Trump in as dictator for life. You know, whoever had military law declared to have a fair election, Richard, they, they, people declare military law to overthrow a fair election. And so we thought it was a creative idea, and the response has been unbelievably overwhelming, and it's been quite a, quite a week since that ad was published. Well, you have allies in uh, General Flynn and also General Thomas McInerney, who have both voiced support for a limited martial law. What would be the mechanism for implementing that? Uh, where in the Constitution is, is that sort of um, uh, outlined, or would he use the executive order that he signed in, in 2018 concerning foreign intervention in an election. Yeah, see, and, and this is a very important point because, the, you know, in the Constitution, and I actually don't have my note with me at the moment, but it's like Article 1, Section 2 of the U.S. Constitution. You know, the Supreme Court has decided that the president or Congress can declare martial law, okay? And basically what it says is that you can declare martial law and define it any way you want to. And martial law, just so your listeners know, that this isn't a radical idea. It's been declared 68 times in U.S. history. So it's not something that's, you know, never done. So the, what's different about declaring martial law and, and the you know, executive order that you, you know, you talked about is that the executive order is much more egregious. I mean, it's locking people up. It's, you know, it's really, you know, uh, being aggressive as far as using the force of the government against certain actors in, in our, in our country. We, we rejected that. We didn't think that we needed to go that route and that this idea of limited martial law was a better idea because we felt that if we could have a fair election, okay, if we could have a fair election, then we could proceed with our regular laws because we have laws to handle things like sedition. We have laws to handle, you know, investigations of voter fraud and things like that. So we thought our, our idea was very creative and, and very important because it was within the Constitution. The declaring martial law is expressly, you know, a right the president has. And, and, and then we talked about, you know, the oath of office that the president swears and the oath of office the military swears. And, and, I, and I, you know, that's an important part of why this is something that they would be doing that supports their oath of office. And what would be the uh, timing of a new election? How would that work? Well, see, this is the other part about it. What we're asking for is a, a, a revote of all the federal elections nationwide. And basically, when you do that, most ballots are going to have two questions. Who do you want for president and who do you want for Congress? If you have a Senate candidate in your state, then it would be three questions. There are some places that have multiple congressmen in their area, so you might have four questions. So a very simple ballot. But, but I use this analogy in a radio show uh, earlier today that I think will help your listeners you know, kind of understand the, the logic behind this. So if you are, are a software engineer, if you write software and you do a giant upgrade, you, you add a lot of new features for your, whatever company you're working for, and you release it to the public and it crashes, what you do is you revert back to the last known version of that software that actually worked. 
Well, what we think has happened, we don't think, we know has happened, is that we added all kinds of new things to voting in the United States with all these absentee ballots, and not even just absentee ballots, but literally mailing out millions of ballots and, and trying to explain to people how to get them back, put them in drop boxes, mail them, bring them in, you know, all these kind of things, that it crashed the system. So what do we want to do? We want to go back to the last known you know, version of our vote techniques that actually everyone trusts and knows works. And so what do we want to do? We want to do federal candidates only, paper ballots, no computers, hand counted with both parties watching every vote, only registered voters with photo ID to prove residence, conducted safely with everyone wearing masks and being six feet apart, just like we did in Ohio for, because of COVID. Okay. And then at the end of the day, we all know who won. And if the military is there to oversee it, in other words, they wouldn't conduct the election. They would work at the state, you know, secretary of states and, and the election officials in each county, but there would be the military there. So there's no thugs like we saw in Philadelphia and in, and in um, Detroit throwing, um, you know, people who have a legal right to watch the vote count, throwing them out. That's what we want to prevent. We want to have a real vote that every American can trust and believe in and that President Trump would have to live with the outcome. If he loses, he's out. So that's that's a pretty fair thing. And Richard, I don't think you consider what I'm saying very radical. No, not at all. Uh, not at all. Although common sense is radical these days, apparently. Uh, <laughs> yes. Now, it, it, good point. My my uh, limited understanding of the Constitution uh suggests to me that it's up to the states to determine the, the manner, the time, and the date of, of an election. So wouldn't the states have to be on board with going back to a paper ballot, with going back to in-person voting, etc.? Well, see, this is why our solution, you know, it took seven days for me to write this ad, and I had a lot of people look at it. And, and, and so the concept of declaring martial law is critical because in order to do this in a timely fashion, you, declaring martial law literally stops everything. It's, it, it's, it stops the courts. It stops you know, any legal action. And then the, the, the president can say to the, to the military, I want you to come up with a plan to put this vote forward. So they can decide this is how we're all going to do it. We're going to, you know, you're going to use paper. These are this is the paper it's going to be on. These are the machines you're going to print the paper with. And, and, and so they can organize it. If you don't declare martial law, unfortunately, in the United States, the day, if President Trump just said today, you know what, we need to make the people comfortable with this election. Let's have a revote. There would be 700 lawsuits filed in the United States by the end of today saying, you know, well, you're, you know, you're doing this wrong. I want, you know, drop boxes. I want to, you can't do that. You need to have martial law so that this thing can be really streamlined. And quite frankly, you can do this in a couple of weeks. I mean, it literally, this could be done before Christmas or a great day, you know, to do it would be like on December 29th, uh, two day, you know, the, the weekend after Christmas, before New Year's, everybody goes and votes. And now we know who won. And now we move on from there. Uh, so uh, December the 8th was kind of a, a safe harbor day. Uh, and, and I guess under that, it's generally accepted. That's the date by which all the state-level election challenges, recounts, audits are supposed to be completed. Um, 
and there's there, there of course is a this new uh, challenge to the Supreme Court. They've accepted the uh, the filing, I guess, uh, on behalf of Texas, Texas. and I'm not sure mm-hmm. if yep. officially of whether Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi, Louisiana are on board, but there are other states that seem to be uh, on board with this. Uh, they're, they're cha- they're, they are uh, suing the the swing states because of the way they conducted the uh, uh, the uh, the election. Uh, just talk mm-hmm. to me about the timing now. Like, if at what point is it beyond the point of no return for even declaring limited martial law, or could that be literally done right up to inauguration? Well, see, and that's a great question. And and what we're trying to do is stay within the Constitution and in our ad. We, we basically said to the president, when legislators, courts, and or Congress fail to do their duty under the 12th Amendment, you must be ready, Mr. President, to immediately declare this limited form of martial law. So why did we do that? We wanted to give uh, the courts and the legislators in these states uh, and in the Supreme Court to, the chance to do their duty under the 12th Amendment, because our founders were brilliant and, and, and you know, putting together a system to handle these type of things. But the problem we're having is that no one wants to do their job. And, and we, this is the problem we've had in the United States now for quite some time. And that is what's this, what defines us, what made the United States unique when it was founded, is that our, we were a nation ruled by law, not men. And our problem has been there is no rule of law. Our problem has been that people are egregiously violating the law and there's no penalty for that. And so the problem we're having is that we don't trust the courts anymore. We don't trust your know, state officials. I mean, think, think about this, Richard, how absurd this is. How can anyone be serious when the Pennsylvania Supreme Court had to rule on their legislators and in, in, in their constitution, it says, that you have to be, both sides have to be able to view the votes. They have to be able to see each vote being counted and, and be able to object if something's wrong. And the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled that that means not that you have to be able to actually see the votes, but you, act, you just have to be in the building. That's absurd on its face. That's an insult to, to law. That's, a, that's like... Somebody in high school would decide something like that. How can we respect? This is the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, Richard. That's how absurd this is. The, the law is clearly meant to say someone from the Democratic or Republican Party are there watching you count the vote. And when they look at the signature, they can say that doesn't look like the one that's on the, the registration book. But they're saying, no, no, you can keep them 100 feet away. And that's still within the law. So why would we trust them? The answer is we don't. We don't trust any of them. We only trust our U.S. military. And so that's why we don't accept this and we don't accept these rulings. And so, like you said, the safe harbor was, was the eighth, but these cases are still being heard and there is still plenty of time for the Supreme Court to rule. And in this Texas case in particular, I think you probably looked at it, Richard, this is as black and white as it can be. What, what makes the Texas case so effective is that all the other cases about suitcases of ballots being pulled out of from tables and being counted or you know, hundreds of thousands of ballots being brought in the back door on trucks, 
All of those are he said, she said type cases where you have to have a trial and you have to have time for people to make their case and defend themselves. We don't have that time. In the Texas suit, it's very simple. They say the U.S. Constitution and the state constitutions in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, and Wisconsin say that you can only, that only the legislature in that state can determine the rules by which an election is held. And in all four of those states, the governor, the secretary of state, the, the election people, local people change the rules unconstitutionally. And therefore, those votes in those states are, are unconstitutional by both the state and federal constitution. That is not, you cannot deny that. It literally is true. It's factually true. So now if the U.S. Supreme Court cannot follow their own law, if they say they dismiss it or something, that's when you need martial law, because literally the Supreme Court is violating the Constitution. It would take a tremendous amount of uh, political will and courage for the, for the president to declare even a limited martial law. Uh, and certainly he has demonstrated a great deal of, of, of courage in these last four years and, and uh, intestinal fortitude. But do you think, I, I'm, I'm guessing that even within his own circle, the circles, the, the pressure to, to not do that would be incredible. Do you think he's up to it? Well, he is a unique, unique person. I think anyone will admit that. And he is not a coward. I think anyone will admit that. Um, that's a good question. I think that the, the real thing that people, you know, that are listening to this need to understand is this isn't about an election. This is literally about whether you have a constitution or not. I mean, what, what is the United States? We are a representative Republic. People throw around the word democracy very loosely, but we are a representative Republic. So what does that mean? That means that we, the people, determine our government by electing our representatives. When you go out of your way to destroy that ability, when, when we cannot have a fair election, then we literally don't have a republic, do we? Literally, we cease to exist as a nation. Because, as I said earlier, we are a nation of laws, not men. And you're breaking the law to deny us the right to vote to elect our representatives. So for Donald Trump, I, I've said you know, to him in my videos and my podcast, I've said on you know, you know, different interviews I was on you know, national TV saying, to me, he's like both Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. Like Lincoln, no one thought the things Lincoln were doing were, were good. I mean, when he, when he suspended habeas corpus, the, the uh, chief justice of the Supreme Court you know, ruled it was illegal for him to do so. And what did, what did uh, Lincoln do? He cited an arrest warrant for the chief justice of the Supreme Court for standing up to him. He had to take extraordinary action to save the nation. And I'm asking Trump that, I'm not even asking him, I'm telling Trump that he is required to do this. It's not a choice. He swore an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. And so it's his duty to do that. And the Constitution is literally in dire straits is being threatened right now. But like that's so that's like, you know, Abraham Lincoln, but like Washington, he's not declaring martial law. And we're not asking him to declare martial law 
to make him president for life, like Washington, after the Revolutionary War, when he saved the country and they wanted to make him king, Washington said, no, no, that's not our way. The people will decide who will be their president. And he and he's resigned until the people elected him. I think that's where Donald Trump is. It's, it's really simple. He's got to do this because I, if, if Joe Biden becomes president, quote unquote, in this nefarious, fraudulent manner, he will not be president of the United States because there will be no United States. It will cease to exist. He will be president of some bizarre globalist, socialist, crazy place that has no constitution, has no rule of law, has a packed court where people you know, literally take over the role of the legislature and make, make law from the bench that has no borders, has no citizenship, and, has, and, and basically has voting like you have in Cuba and in Russia and in China and like they have in Venezuela. So th- this is not about Donald Trump. This is about the future of the country. And Donald Trump, I think, is a patriot. And I think I'm hoping that Donald Trump will find it within him to have the courage of our founders and, and, and do what needs to be done. And, and hopefully the military will support him in doing that. More of my conversation with Tom Zawistowski when Conspiracy Unlimited returns. C60 Evo's Miracle Molecule ESS60 makes a great gift for conscious people and their pets. Why not give the gift of radiant health to everyone on your list this Christmas? ESS60, the powerful antioxidant, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory in a bottle. ESS60 is the purest form of C60 available anywhere from C60 Evo. Benefits include increased strength, flexibility, immunity, and better sleep. Check out the great gift sets now available at special holiday discount prices. C60Evo.com slash Richard hyphen Serrett. C60Evo.com slash Richard hyphen Serrett. Take 15% off your order with the coupon code JOLLY15RS. That's JOLLY15RS. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Then, it is violently opposed. Finally, it is accepted as self-evident. Let me just read that again, what that means. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Tom Zawistowski is here discussing the possibility that President Trump could invoke limited martial law and essentially order a redo of the U.S. federal election. You mentioned the response to the uh, full-page ad in the Washington Times has been positive. Is it gaining any traction inside Washington in in uh, in the media? So, for example, uh, has Sebastian Gorka talked about this? Uh, is Tucker Carlson uh, going to talk about this? That's been interesting to see. Um, you know, it has, be- it has received, a, I mean, we've had a million people come to our website in a week. That's just stunning to me, okay? And so we have had the media coming around as in One American News, which is now kind of the Fox alternative, did a nice interview with me, and Newsmax, which is the other Fox alternative, has done an interview with me. So, you know, that's been a development. But to to help your your, uh, 
your your listeners to this podcast. Um, I had a, an analytics firm contact me yesterday, and they were showing me like this amazing stuff of like how many mentions we're getting all over the world, and and something like several thousand your know, websites have written stories uh, about what we did. Richard, of all those people, only one. Only one quote-unquote journalist has contacted me for a quote or to explain our situation. They were from the, the, in London, the Daily Express. Not one other person has even said, well, what do you mean by this? Or how would that work? Just as you and I are having this discussion today. I think that's the root of the problem. I think that's where our world has gone mad. Because this is an idea that certainly, I think you can tell by this discussion, is, is legitimate and deserves consideration. It may not be the right answer, but it certainly adds to the conversation. But no one wants to have a conversation. They want to jam down your throat whatever ideology they want profess. We're not doing that. I could have wrote an, an ad saying, we want President Trump to declare martial law and lock up Joe Biden, who took $1.5 billion from China, who took money from Ukraine, who's got money from Russia. I could have written that ad. I didn't do that because we're sane and we're not ideological. We love America. We love the rule of law. We love the Constitution. And so the people that are excited about this are the American people. I'm getting just unbelievable support from the American people who say we want to revote. We want a fair vote. We want our country. And I'm, I'm praying to God that somehow I will have enough influence over the president and over the military to get this done. Let me just shift gears slightly because we have uh, a, um, a runoff election coming uh, for two Senate seats in Georgia in January. And uh, there's a lot of um, anger on the part of Trump supporters at the lack of support coming from some rhinos in that state, Governor Kemp, certainly the Secretary of State there. Uh, even the two Republican senators uh, that are running have not been particularly vocal in support of uh, Trump in terms of you know trying to reverse the results of this election. Uh, what do you what would you recommend to the people of of uh, Georgia if if uh, the two Republican senators or the seeking uh, reelection uh, do not come forward and and uh, get vocal in their support of Trump? Do you think Republicans should stay home or should they basically hold their nose and vote? Well, that's a really good question. Okay. And, and I have, I, I think we need to be really honest. If people go to our website at we, the people convention.org, you will see a, uh, a short video clip that was uh, Daniel Horowitz, who is a very bright person from the blaze and the, the daily caller. I think it is very intelligent young man. And he was talking with Mark Levin about this whole idea. And here's the bottom line. You're not going to win in Georgia. There's no chance of winning in Georgia. They just stole the presidency and both seats. If there was a fair election in Georgia, Purdue would not be in a runoff and the Senate would not be up for grabs. And Daniel Horowitz was talking with, with uh, Mark Levin, and you can watch the video at WeThePeopleConvention.org. And he said to Mark, you need to understand something. 
if you don't stop this right now, not in January when this runoff is, if you don't stop this right now when it's legally ripe, and that was the term he used, and that's actually a, a legal term, it will never stop. Because the only time you, can, you have the legal authority to do what we're doing, like take these cases to the Supreme Court like Texas is doing, is after it happens. And what has happened over and over in American history is this stuff happens, and it's happened to Democrats and Republicans, right? Elizabeth Warren and some of the other, uh, Amy Klobuchar, had problems and, and wanted investigations, but they give it up. And so it's never fully investigated, and nothing changes. It's real simple. These people who say, oh, we're going to win in Georgia in, in January, or we're going to win in 2022, we're going to wipe out the House, or Trump's going to run again in 2024. It's a fool's game. It's real simple, folks. There will never be a fair election ever again in the United States, just like there never is a fair election in Cuba or Russia or Venezuela. They cheated. They're not going to ever let us have power. You're talking to a guy who was the lead plaintiff in the IRS targeting of the Tea Party movement when Barack Obama was president, Richard. They, they went after me, Tom Zalistowski, to help, so that President Obama could win re-election in 2012. They set the IRS after moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas, small people, so that we could not organize like we did in 10, 2010 to win back the House. I spent six years in court, thanks to the ACLJ, fighting Obama and his you know, is corrupt people. And we beat them in two lawsuits and won $3.2 million. I know the evil of these people. They never thought we could beat them. Hillary Clinton was going to be the end game and we were going to leave the constitution far behind. And that's where we are today. You must stop this evil right here, right now, or you will never have the chance again. And I, and I'm just telling people that, that they're fools if they think they're ever going to have a fair vote again. It's just not going to happen. Is this 1776 all over again? I think so. I, I really do. I know, I know our people already. I know there's 71 million people who, are, who understand clearly that this is wrong. This is just flat wrong, and they're not going to accept it, and they're going to fight for their country because they love their freedom. And, and, and is what's amazing to me is the tone deafness on the left, but all, all communists are this way. You know, they're, they're talking about the Great Reset. Did anybody vote for that in the United States? Did Joe Biden ever say he was going to do that? Okay. When they're talking about they're going to take our guns and they're going to, you know, open the borders and they're going to, you know, uh, you know bring China back in, they never asked the American people about that. And we're not going to accept it. And so if you want to avoid a civil war, read our ad. Go to WeThePeopleConvention.org and, and read the ad that we put in the Washington Times for yourself and understand the logic of it. And watch my podcast where I explain it on One American News and on my podcast. And this is the way to not have a civil war. But if they want a civil war, it will be their actions that cause it to happen, not mine. Tom, how do we listen to the podcast? Go to wethepeopleconvention.org, and uh, it's right on the front page 
I, I, I've actually been doing them almost daily now because things are changing so rapidly. And, um, you know, you can, you can uh, write to us. Our, our email is right there on the front page. You can, you know, send us uh, information. I, I, I have a great, you know, con uh, conversation with people from all over the world now. And, and this is a worldwide thing. Uh, I mean, there are people terrified around the world of what's happening here because if the light of freedom goes out, if the United States doesn't have the rule of law and doesn't have a constitution, there's a lot of countries that are afraid of what China's going to do to them and other forces. This is not just about us. This is about a lot more people than us. Uh, very quickly on another, another note, uh, are you supportive of the uh, Ohio GOP's efforts to impeach your governor? Yes, we are. Uh, I, I was one of the few people in the state. Again, he's a Republican, supposedly, right? So is John Kasich, supposedly. Um, in 2018, uh, the, our Tea Party group did not support him under the concept of we knew, A, he wasn't a conservative, but we also knew that, at least from our experience, when you don't have divided government, you have tyranny. And that's exactly what's happened. If Richard Cordray had beaten uh, Mike DeWine as governor in 2018, the Republican House and Senate would be fighting back tooth and nail and would be, you know, reining him in. But because a Republican is a governor, they've been like sheep and have done nothing. And it's, it's, it's just disgusting. And you talk about, and I, when I say tyranny, I don't throw those words around lightly, folks. I've been in the Tea Party movement for 11 years. We know what tyranny is. And what, what tyranny is, is a lack of representation. And literally, we have a governor who's supposedly a Republican who literally has no input from even his state legislators, you know, House and Senate, who are Republicans. And it's just dictating insane, non-scientific, completely failed principles to destroy small businesses and the working class. This is, this is class warfare. That's what this is. This is an assault on small businesses and the working class. Because all the people who are big businesses are doing just fine. And all the people in the ruling class, all the people in government, they, they haven't skipped a beat. They've all been getting paid. All the teachers have been getting paid without even teaching. All the people who get Social Security checks and things, they've been getting paid. The only people who are paying for this disaster, this man-made disaster, because it's not a medical disaster, it's not even a medical emergency. The, the, this COVID is less deadly than the regular flu. That's a fact. That's not my opinion. It's been proven. The only reason this, this, for this you know, man-made catastrophe is because of class warfare. They're destroying the lives of, of our citizens with impunity. And that, that's a constitutional crisis as well. So, yes, he should be impeached. He should be imprisoned. What he's done is unconstitutional. We've won five cases. We've won five lawsuits against him. All said that he had no right to do the things he did. And yet... We can't get anything done. The courts, you know, the courts rule and then they appeal it and it sits in the appeal court and never comes to a hearing. It's tyranny. Uh, Trump supporters have been very disappointed with a number of Republican governors. DeWine, of course, Ducey in Arizona, Kemp in Georgia. Uh, would you support uh, or, or would you get behind forming a, a new party if these rhinos don't step up? They're not just in, in the states. They're also in the, in the House, in, in Washington. Uh, many have, have not uh, gotten behind uh, Trump. Would you support forming a, a MAGA party? Absolutely. I, I, if, if Donald Trump said today 
that he was going to lead the Republican Party and start a new party, it would be the biggest party in the United States by next week, without any doubt, because we don't have political parties. These aren't, these aren't parties. These are, these are uh, I call the Ohio Republican Party a mafia. I, I mean, and I don't use that word lightly again, because it's all pay to play. And if you don't do what they say, they will whack you. Okay? And I've seen it personally. And it's done all the time. They recruit totally incompetent people to fill these seats because they can manipulate them. And basically, they fund their campaigns so that no common person can run for office. And then they put them in office. And then the people that make the big donations get to tell them what they do, what they can and can't do. And we, the people, have no representation. We, this is a serious problem in the United States. And we, the Tea Party has been trying to address it. But Donald Trump, our, part of our problem is that Donald Trump is not ideological. Donald Trump's a pragmatist. He's a businessman. See problem, fix problem, look for next problem. That's great. But he doesn't understand that this has never been about him. If Ted Cruz has won, the left would have done the same thing to Ted Cruz, and Ted Cruz could not have handled it. It's, it's ideological. The fight is ideological. Donald Trump is not fighting the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party doesn't even exist. The Democratic Party is bought and paid for lock, stock, and barrel by the Chinese communists. Go to WeThePeopleConvention.org and just look up, just search on the search box under China and look at the, the video that Tucker Carlson just put out this week where a Chinese professor was talking about how they own people in the upper reaches of our government when Obama was president. One of the people they owned was Joe Biden. Go look at Camilla Harris's, the supposed vice presidential non-elect, and her husband and his firm that actually has communist Chinese working for them. That's not a conspiracy theory. Those are facts. You can check it out. So there isn't a political party that represents the people. That's the problem. And Donald Trump, being a populist, that's why people love him so much. He actually did what he said. Wow. What kind of society do you live where someone doing actually what they said should be rare? I, there's nobody in my family that lies to me. There's nobody in my church, in my business. There's no one in my life who lies to me. And yet in America, the political class lies to you all the time. That's, that's you know, they, so I think it was Franklin who said, you know, that our, our form of government is for a moral and religious people and none other. And there's a great video on our website of A.G. Bill Barr talking at the University of Notre Dame Law School, where he talks about religious freedom in a way that surprised even me. Because what religious freedom really means is that it, it is, the, is the most essential part of self-governance. I always thought, as a Tea Party person, that in, in our Declaration of Independence, in our Constitution, that self-governance meant that we, the people, you know, ran for office, helped people run for office, that we governed ourselves. That's what I thought self-governance was. A.G. Barr in that video opened my eyes to something I never understood. And what it was is that our founders realized that if you were a moral and religious people, you could govern yourself as far as 
you know, not committing murder, not stealing, not, you know, uh, you know, not breaking the Ten Commandments. And if you did that, the state had much less to do. The state didn't have to be part of your life because you were self-governing. That's what religious freedom means. And what the left has done is just undermined all of that and gutted us with this secular nonsense. And, and, and while I'm at it, I want to thank you because I, I noticed you, know, you were, when, before the interview that you're from Canada. Yes. And I want to thank you for giving us Jordan Peterson. I want to thank you for giving us one of the brightest lights in my lifetime, Jordan Peterson, who has helped me understand the world much better than I ever did. And what a gift Canada has given to the world. And I'm so thankful he's feeling better and has recovered because I feared that he was going to be gone. So thank you, Canada. Thank you for Jordan Peterson. All right, and uh, in the meantime, we the people convention.org we the people convention.org you can see the uh, the full page ad that was taken out in the washington times uh demanding that president trump declare limited martial law and uh lay the uh the, the groundwork for a revote a paper ballot in person a revote uh tom great meeting you and um we'll be watching with interest thank you so much Oh, I sure appreciate you taking the time and your interest in this in this topic. That's it's very respectful of you and a credit to your you know to your desire to, to learn the truth and to have fair and open discussion. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back in a few moments to share a few details about an upcoming episode. If you enjoy Conspiracy Unlimited, why not become a Conspiracy Unlimited Plus member? For just $1.99 per month, you'll gain access to two bonus, exclusive commercial-free episodes per month, plus access to my back catalog of episodes. To subscribe, just go to conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com and click on Gain Access to Premium Episodes. Again, Go to conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com and click on Get Access to Premium Episodes or click on the link in the episode notes. Conspiracy Unlimited Plus for less than $2 per month. Why not sign up today? Coming up next time on Conspiracy Unlimited, The Military Guide to Armageddon, Battle-Tested Strategies to Prepare Your Life and Soul for the End Times. If you look around the world today, there's unprecedented numbers of believers in other countries suffering this horrendous persecution, crucifixions, hangings, tortures, you know, you name it, it's terrible. And so do American Christians, Western Christians, do we get raptured out before all this stuff happens? Only time will tell. Some people believe that the rapture occurs in the middle of the tribulation, some at the end. So it's just prudent to be prepared just in case of whatever eventuality unfolds here. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new 
Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. <laughs> <laughs>